You're listening to The Big Show with Patrick Dumas on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Big Show Hour 4 here on your Friday, live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls. We have a simple, permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Cavalry FC, five days away from uh, playing their first ever Champions Cup match in CONCACAF. They'll be taking on the MLS side Orlando City out in Langford, British Columbia, just north of Victoria. And I'm happy to be joined by the manager and head coach of Cavalry FC, Tommy Wielden Jr. Tommy, thanks so much for uh, taking some time out of your morning and some uh, chatting some Cavs with me, buddy. No worries. Thanks for having me on, Pat. Hey, no problem. Like I said, I, we're just a few days out from uh, from taking on Orlando City out uh, in Victoria. Just How's the club looking? I know you've been training here, getting everything mounted up. I know it's a little bit earlier than what you're, you're, you're expected or what you're used to, but, you know, this is it's go time here. How uh, How's the club looking? Yeah, well, listen, there's more pros uh, coming back in a month earlier because the lads haven't had too much time to decondition. So that allows you to work a lot more on your tactics. Um, but then the cons are, you, you know, you're still training indoors. Uh, you haven't been out to mm-hmm. the uh, outdoor climate um, and there's very few teams to play or spar against. So uh, we're fortunate we've uh, we've had the university teams around and uh, they, they've been able to give us uh, some cannon fodder to play against, if you will. But it's, uh, you know, we've used the analogy. It's very much like Rocky Four. We're just going to go rustic with it. We're going to train in the mountains. We're going to train mm-hmm. in the gyms whilst Orlando can do their thing and uh, we'll meet them on the pitch and, and uh, bring our game to them. And I'm sure you've had a, a chance to to break down some film and whatnot of, of Orlando City. Now, this was a team that lost in the Eastern Conference Final last year to the eventual MLS Cup champs. And, you know, this is a good side. It's a challenge, yeah. but I'm sure your group are excited to embark on it. Absolutely. These are opportunities, aren't they? Something we've deserved and earned and something we've, you know, with our regular season and win the league by 13 points, it's it's a reward. So, you want to play in the best of the best. You know, we're only five years old and yeah. we're now playing in the same tournament as Lionel Messi. It's uh, sometimes, you know, I think when, I, when I'm when i old and greyer than I am now and uh, maybe retired, you'll, you'll reflect back on uh, what an incredible achievement this club has done to get to this point. Now what we want to do is demonstrate that we belong. So the lads have trained really, really well. We've got some nice experience. We've got a high core number of players coming back in, which allows us to get back to where we were at the back end of last season a lot quicker. Um, you know, fortunately, we were able last week to go out and play uh, Whitecaps in, in BC to play outdoors and mm-hmm. you know give a good account of ourselves then. So the lads' confidence are growing. But listen, it's a cup competition. Uh, it's going to be played over 180 minutes. Um, we've got to manage the time and the moments we have with the ball, and we've also got to be able to suffer when they have some of the ball. And uh, we're, we're very much we've been training um, them quite hard, so we can do so. Whether or not he's going to be in the lineup or not, but uh, Orlando City signing Luis Muriel, the Colombian uh, international, just out of Atlanta. Uh, I kind of like. I want to. You kind of put it towards like a, like an FA Cup, but you see like what Maidstone is doing over there right now. I'm not saying like Cavalry is like as a, as a small type yeah. minnow type club, but do, you, do the guys like start seeing like, hey, there's some some names that you know maybe not the the grand audience know, but there's some big names that are, you might come across here on the MLS side. You get through Orlando City, then you're taking on Tigres and and whatnot. Do the guys just get up knowing that hey, there's some big names on the docket for us if we can just you know win a game here, win you know and take you know have a good result here, and then go down in Orlando City and have a chance to win. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just more motivation. I remember in 2019, after we beat the Whitecaps, I think we're the first CPL side to knock out an MLS side in the Cam Champ. So 
Um, we we enjoyed that moment. There's some guys that are still left over. You know, you got Nick Ledgewood on the coaching staff now, mm-hmm. Marco Carducci, Sergio Camargo. You know, uh, my brother Jay Wield and Oliver Minotel. So the memories of those are, are still um, very much a part of the club. And we want to make another memory. We want to be the first CPL club to to, to win a game in Concaf, and uh, uh, that's something that you know is not lost on us, and it's something we're trying our best to be prepared for. But you know, when you see the the strength of the players coming in, I think it just excites us more, and it's interesting because you know when we were going through those minus thirty snaps, and everybody's yeah. you know not wanting to go out to work, we still had guys coming in, and we're training indoors at the Macron Centre, and. Mm-hmm. They're coming in excited because of this opportunity. So I just want them to enjoy it. You know, uh, obviously um, we put together what we feel is our strongest squad yet. This is very early in our preseason, but I think we're going to give a good account of ourselves. And I said, we're not playing this competition just to play this round of games. We're playing it to do the best we can to advance. Do you think the familiarity with Starlight and that you, you've had, you've you played there in the past, and and even like the weather, like it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be rainy, should not going to be too cold, but yeah. like, do you think like the whole environment there can play into your advantage uh, against Orlando? Yeah, listen, you know, we, we'd love to be playing at Spruce Meadows. We were there this week, but it's you know still caked in snow and frost underneath, and mm-hmm. you know the the guidelines that Concaf had forced our hand to make the decision to play, and the next best option was Starlight. And I will say that uh, people of, of Langford and and at Pacific that have actually helped us set this up have been terrific. And you know I think we're two and a half, three thousand tickets sold, which is half full, of, 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 and that's, that's awesome. not bad considering that's not our home stadium. And it shows the excitement. And I you know I bump into I was at a foot soldier event. And the number of those and other fans have said, see in Victoria, see in Langford. And that's really, um, oh, that means a lot to us because people are now spending their hard-earned money to come join us on this journey. And I think that's probably the message that I'll give the lads before we kick off is yeah. whether they're in the stadium with us or in the pub watching the game, we're taking people on a journey. And uh, let's make sure that they're enjoying this ride with us. It's a bit of a homecoming for uh, for Callum Montgomery, your center back. He's out in Nanaimo. I know his first year last year with the Cavs kind of limited only to eleven contests because of injury, and and you had uh, you know obviously Meyer or not Meyer, Dan Klomp having a Player yeah. of the Year type season, and Eric Cobza uh, coming in and filling season, yeah. yeah, filling in very well. Just talk to me about Callum Montgomery's progress. Like this is a, a signing you guys made out of the MLS. He's got some pedigree to him, and and yeah, it's a bit of a homecoming. How has Callum Montgomery's progress been, and and what do you expect? for his role to be this uh, this upcoming season. Yeah, and then with Callum, same as what we've said to all players, it's a 180-minute game, so we're trying yeah. to make sure that we've got an idea of how we play when we play in Langford and how we want to play when we play in Orlando, and, and everybody's got to be able to play their part, whether it's the full 180 minutes, 50 minutes in each game, you know, everybody's got an impact or effect to make. What I can say about Callum is he's coming with terrific attitude. He's returned very, very fit. He's been one of the top training players day in, day out. You know, you can tell he wants in on this game and also this season. You know, he knows, you know, this is a guy that was picked fourth um, in the the MLS draft back in, I think, 2019. So he's one of those that, you know, he's he's been very favoured. He had a good college career. Um, used to play against him in the PDL. He's a left-sided defender. Uh, unfortunately, now with him, uh, Brad Camden, Tom Field, we've got versatility, move players on. And mm-hmm. you know, in Dan Klomp, you've got one of the you know, well, he was voted the best player <laughs> in the CPL last year. <laughs> and then Cobb's had his breakout. So we're fortunate that you know, even with Marco Carducci behind, and now our new signing Jack Barrett, yeah, 
we've got these players now that there's competition for places across the park. And what that ends up being is, you know, whilst we might not be playing against competition in front of us in this state, the competition is from within. And, and we've used that to, to our benefit now where lads are coming in, returning fit, training hard and playing well in, in the exhibition games. You mentioned uh, one of your, your recent signings there in Jack Barrett. I know you're, you're an Everton guy. How big was that, bringing in a, an, a, yeah. a, an Everton uh, youth keeper and, and now to help out uh, Carducci out in his progression? Yeah, I mean, Carducci was the Ironman last year, yep. and deservedly so. And we were fortunate that, you know, he was fit for every single game and performed at a very high level. Um, I think last time we've had, you know, two keepers fighting out. Marco's won the goalkeeper of the year. So we had Nico Giantopoulos in 2019 yep. and Tyson Frago in, I think it was 2021. Marco performed exceptionally well. Marco likes to rise to the occasion, you know. And I bug him about that all the time because he's the most even keel person in our squad. And, he, you know, lads look up to him and he just... He brings this great energy, but also with him, we've also got to make sure that we're challenging him. You know, he's been here longest serving player, most appearances, Mm -hmm. but you know, we've all got to feel that discomfort with somebody else breathing down our neck, you know, uh, and and I think it's good for him to have somebody like Jack Barrett, who's young and hungry, very similar in profile, you know, like to play out and distribute with their feet, quick with their reflexes and just good talkers when they're on the pitch. So it's almost like we've got a, a carbon copy, but to bring it from a club like Everton shows the growth of our club. Yes. You know, that we're able to attract players like that and our league. And, you know, credit to Oliver Minitel and, and Topa Fakunli that worked very hard with our recruitment in the off-season. You know, bringing guys from Everton and, you know, sport in Lisbon mm-hmm. um, speaks volumes to, to the pool we're having now. And with, with Jack Barrett, obviously competition drives all these guys, and I'm sure that's going to help Marco Carducci. But I've always kind of wondered this question. It, it is obviously different than hockey because within soccer, you're not playing every other day. Your keeper can probably run you. You can probably start every game. But how do you want – is there a balance? Or is it like, hey, Marco's the guy, and if there's an injury, something pops up? Or is it like, do you want to maybe – there's a game or you got – you can take, okay, Marco can have a rest here and we can have him – you know, Jack Barrett yeah. step up. Is there a way you can figure that out with the inner rotation? Yeah. yeah, the good thing now is like we've got CONCACAF to yep. prepare for, so we've got an idea of how, you know, Marco knows how we play. So he will be starting in that, and he's, he's he deserves to be so. He's mm-hmm. the captain of our club. But as we progress on, you know, we've got a training camp in Mexico at the end of March. We've got other preseason games before we play Forge on April 13th mm-hmm. as we kick the season off. So in that, we'll give you know Jack Barrett some some games to to see where he's at, and through the season, we will look at it because you know the Canadian Championship after yep. after Concacaf, we've got three more competitions: Canadian Championship, the regular season, and playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Jack will get a sense in that. But like with all players, we've told him you know we can't ever promise playing time. Sure. You come in and earn it, and I think we've had that as a staple. And I think he's actually you know drawn to that because loves the competition. And uh, but yeah. Fans will get to see him at some point. I can guarantee that. And and the other signing you made, and you mentioned, like these are big clubs that are willing to give their players to a league like the CPL and to a team like Cavs, just to know, like, hey, this is a good league. We trust them with with guys like Ta- with with yourself and and yeah. your coaches. Like, talk to me about Lucas Diaz out of Sporting. That was that's Ronaldo's club. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bruno Fernandes as yeah, well. Yeah. Who's at Man U? Like they're they're a great developer of talent. You look at the Portuguese system; they yep. invest in their academies and they bring them through. And that's what I always say, you know, about Canada. You know, Portugal, the Netherlands, Brazil, all these producers of talent invest in their academies. They play in their domestic league yep. and then they sell them on to more established clubs and and go again. And I think we're on that similar pathway with the players that we've brought out. But in Lucas. 
you know, he's a, a Portuguese Canadian. Um, you know, we had eyes on when he played in the Canada uh, under 23 Olympic qualifying squad back when we had Davy Norman. I think that was 2021, and Callum Montgomery, funnily enough, played in it but got hurt. And the um, and we saw this young lad, and we kept tabs on him. And you know, Oliver Minatel um, had connected with the club and just kept tabs mm-hmm. and. We said, look, there's an opportunity to get some first-team pro minutes. And, uh, you know, we looked at the way we played, looked at we're going into CONCACAF. And then the conversation, they called us and said, look, we're interested in uh, get, getting him over to your club. And uh, and that's how it went. And I think with Lucas, he's just, he's very talented. He he operates better in the opponent's half. He's very creative. Again, like like a lot of the Portuguese players that come to mind. And he, he, he's got a nice final pass, clever, quick touches. Again, somebody that you look at, say, a Sergio Camargo, could he go in there? You've got Mile Henry, you've got Ali Moussi. You know, you've got these tricky players that are good in tight spaces. He's one of those. And I think you've got to have an embarrassment of riches, one, for coverage, and two, to give pressure to the player that's in there that they've got to perform at their best week in, week out. I, I, that's exactly it. And having depth is so key in such mm-hmm. a long season. And it, it is, I'll, yeah. Yeah, and I'll lead that to my next point. You have all hands on deck available for you on Wednesday. I do, actually. There's been a few bumps and bruises mm-hmm. as we've got into these uh, six weeks. Um, you know, uh, but fortunately, and knock on wood, we've got a practice game today to, to mirror what we feel is, is how we want to play against Orlando. Um, and if we come through that unscathed, we should have a majority of guys available because we can actually have a deeper bench. Um, I think you can have up to 23 mm-hmm. registered to play. So your first 11 plus your uh, 12 subs. So um, not sure we'll have that many yet unless they include some of our U Sports uh, picks and draft picks and sign-ins. But uh, we will have a, a group that's ready to compete. I can tell you that much. Uh, another player, I didn't get another signing you made. I didn't get to ask you the, on our last chat. Uh, but uh, he's kind of he's another striker center forward, Tobias uh, Warchuski. Uh, the German. Mm. Uh, talk to me about this guy because I know, like, you've got the obviously got the wingers and Moosey, Accio, Mile yeah. Henry, uh, Lane Brooks was assigning as well, but you needed some coverage for for Meyer Bevan. Talk to yeah. me about uh, Tobias Warchuski. Well, it was interesting because at the end of the season, you know, Joe Mason had been a terrific servant yes. for us, and you know, he'd, he'd opted wanted to go back home to England. He'd been with us three years, and some of that through the back end of a pandemic, so no problem out of contract. Away you go. Then young Gareth Smith-Doyle going back to school and Ethan Beckford, we obviously traded him into England. So we we knew that we needed depth in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also wanted quality. You know, Maya rose to the way he did because of the aforementioned players, uh, you know, that were breathing down his neck. And he was the one that took the took the bait and said, look, I'll be the number nine and, and, and end up winning the golden boot. Um, what we saw in Toby, every time we played against him, he was a handful. And I think what had happened, Pat, was the foreign rule had changed. You know, you're allowed seven foreigners mm. of a 23-man squad. Of that, maximum of five can start in your starting 11. Okay. There's a bit of complexity to the rule. But then it changed that in your group of seven, half of them had to be, you know, you could be open age. But the mm. other half had to be under 23. And with your final seventh pick, had to be an under-21. And we're like, okay, this is getting quite complex. Yeah. And everybody had forgot about Toby because he'd played for Edmonton that had then defunct. But we had kept in touch. We'd said, look, look at his data. Like, he was a goal or assist in every second game. His data was good, and he was playing for one of the lower teams. And he also plays in the middle. He can play either side, and he can play just underneath the striker. We felt he was the most rounded player. All we need to do now is... Getting match fit because he's had you know six months out 
from playing competitive football. So that's what we're we're doing now and working with the the squad. But what I like about him is he's very, very clean. I think people will be really impressed that he's back in the league because he strikes a ball, he's clever with his touches, he can run, he can dribble, and he can create something out of nothing. And I think what that gives us is just an extra weapon in our artillery yeah. for the for the for the rest of the season. Uh, super excited to watch him play for sure. Loved him mm. up in Edmonton. Uh, thoughts on the new kits? Uh, I love the green one. I love the sharp. Northern Lights. Yeah, very sharp. Actually, it's always I do the acid test with my family because I always buy my kids, you know, one of them, mm-hmm. and they're split down the middle now with which ones they want. Um, and I think it's really, really sharp. Both the red one showing the innovation. You know, we're an entrepreneurial city, aren't we? Yeah, uh, in Calgary. Yeah. So. The red is bold. There's still the subtlety to the sash. So I think that's a classy kit. And then the green one is just so unique and different, but it fits who we are. And I think when you see the Northern Lights around and you see that little bit of sparkle, I think it's a really, really sharp kit. I'm undecided with which one I prefer, but I know, you know, I'd rather wear the red when we're at home. For sure. The Road Warriors on, on the way. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll do that in the next two games so uh, fans can see whatever one they choose, they'll see us representing it. Uh, is Disney World on the docket but uh, for when you get to Orlando, or is it only if you guys do well? Uh, it's a business trip. No, <laughs> business, you know, business I, I, we trip. To change. Yeah, it's a business trip. <laughs> I told the lads when we when we kick the border control, it's business trip. It's no, all business. Right. So uh, there'll be a chance to go back down there um, in the off season, but for this one, we're going in, we're performing, we're getting out. No, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun to watch you guys down there in Orlando for sure. But first things first, next Wednesday out in Langford, eight o'clock start right out here in Calgary. Uh, we'll talk to you very soon, I'm sure, Tommy. All the best and uh, yeah, best of luck out there in Victoria. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate the talk. No Cheers. problem, buddy. Bye. Thank you. There you go, uh, Tommy Wilden Jr., manager and head coach of Calgary FC, as they get ready for Orlando City uh, out in Langford. Uh, out in Starlight Stadium, home of Pacific FC, of course, Atco Field not able to be used uh, during this time because of the weather, uh, the snow. I know it is going to be nice this upcoming week, but uh, just not too up uh, up to snuff of what Concacaf wants. I know it's a big disappointment for the boys, but e- regardless, they're going to have some good support out there, and uh, hopefully, they give Orlando City a good run and just make that return leg out in Orlando City mean something. Because I know uh, you know Forge had a good showing against uh, Chivas in their first showing early, but they kind of blew it late, and they had a tough one down in Mexico. And same goes for Vancouver. Had the nice showing here in Victoria, but uh, just couldn't get it done down in Mexico. So that is key. Uh, as Calvary's the last team standing in the CONCACAF Champions Cup, and they will get their first match against Orlando City uh, next Wednesday, 8 o'clock start.